Most of the time, he is excited about nearly everything that he encounters. Finding a new library book on animals, for instance, can send him into ecstasy. So can the prospect of playing baseball with Dad. Writing this book has given me something of the pleasure that I see in Sean so much of the time. It has also given me an opportunity to share with a popular audience insights that have been restricted for the most part to scholarly students of Jonathan Edwards. It is my hope that more people in the pew will be enriched by encountering this treasure of spiritual wisdom. Another reason I've enjoyed writing this book has been the friends who have offered their criticisms and suggestions. I am deeply grateful to the following friends and colleagues who have taken time to read and comment on the manuscript. My pastor, Quig Lawrence, Alan and Melody Pirat, Robert Ben, John and Joan McDermott, Art Thomas, Everett Keir, Greg Scharf, Howie Dahl, Jay Steinke and Mark Seifred. Of special help have been two physicians, Bill Fintel, who has provided many illustrations and much inspiration, and Bob Williams, who helped sharpen both text and title. My editor and critic of First Resort has been my wife, Jean. Her penetrating discernment has saved me from things that would later embarrass me. Throughout, she has prodded me to make my prose more interesting for a non-academic audience. She's also thankful that this year I won't be writing another book. Finally, thanks are due to John G. Stackhouse, Jr., whose meticulous reading produced a host of extremely helpful suggestions, and Rodney Clapp, a terrific editor who has become a friend. Part 1. Introduction. Chapter 1. Spiritual Confusion. Don't quench the spirit, and don't despise prophetic utterances but test every so-called moving of the Spirit. Hold on to what proves to be good and stay away from anything that turns out to be evil. Paul The dashing young minister had a captivating personality. Educated at a prestigious college, this brilliant heir to a distinguished family was a magnetic preacher. When spiritual awakening came to his area of New England, he gathered his congregation together for a special meeting. Incredibly, they listened to him speak for twenty-four hours, until he collapsed. From then on, he called those he regarded as truly Christian brother or sister, the rest neighbor. When speaking as a guest preacher in a Connecticut city, he concluded his address by sauntering down the center aisle, crying out, "'Come to Christ! Come to Christ! Come away from the world!' Then he went into a pew of women and stood singing and praying intermittently." Women joined in with him, some fainting and others erupting in hysterics. This continued into the evening when he marched off through the streets, singing at the top of his lungs. Spiritual confusion is not new. This young minister carried on not in late twentieth-century America, but in mid-eighteenth century New England. His name was James Davenport, 1716-1757, and before his self-appointed mission had ended, he was arrested for disturbing the peace, indicted for slander, and judged by a grand jury to be insane. His religious antics caused Christian believers living 250 years ago to question both the claims of their religious leaders and their own ability to discern authentic religious teachings. Four Cultural Trends Many modern Christians are asking similar questions. Today, however, the questions are more searching because of four enduring trends in American culture. Perhaps the most noticeable is declining trust in religious leaders. 
In the 1980s, we were bombarded with media stories about TV preachers who paid for sex, misused their supporters' money, and lied to their audiences. Jonestown and Waco are now household words that remind us that a group of dedicated religious people can become a dangerous cult. In the early 1990s, the Roman Catholic Church was rocked by allegations that priests had sexually molested children in their congregations. It is no wonder that public confidence in the clergy has dropped precipitously. According to Gallup polls conducted before 1988, Americans trusted the integrity of clergymen more than that of any other profession. But in 1993, public esteem for the clergy ranked fourth, behind pharmacists, first, college teachers, second, and engineers, third. Second, there is growing disenchantment with organized religion. Many associate organized religion with the sex and money scandals of the 1980s and believe that it interferes with our right to develop a personal religion of our own.